Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon, Tony, a patrolman responding to a call about a flat tire found a naked man. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I wanted to show him my spare tire. Nobody wants to see that. It's right in the middle. Yeah, that's where they usually are. Yeah. Who wants to see a naked man's spare tire? I thought I was doing a public service. <laughs> yes. I thought if somebody needed a spare, I would be able to provide this spare. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Just call AAA, people. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Cam Newton is hurting. LeBron says he doesn't care about critics. And Steve Young joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with noise out of the Philadelphia Eagles locker room. In anticipation of Sunday's Eagles-Cowboys game in Dallas, Eagles linebacker Kamu Grujay-Hill told NBC Sports Philadelphia, and I quote, you look at Dallas's history, they always choke. Ooh. So we'll go down there and make them choke. But the Cowboys. Eagles coach Doug Peterson called this comment, quote, unfortunate. And when asked if he was worried this would become bulletin board material, Peterson rightfully replied, quote, it already is, isn't it? Yes, it is. Wilbon, should the Eagles really feel this confident? Tony, you know, I think the most overrated aspect of all sports is the analysis of confidence. You're confident when you're good. And when you're not so good, you're not confident. And people can phony it up and fake it up and tell all this junk they want. The Eagles have to hate the Cowboys already. And the Cowboys have to hate the Eagles already. I think that that division, the NFC East, has more cross-hatred than any other division in pro football. So they already hate each other. What difference does it make if there is more bulletin board material? I love the phrase... And I think it was DeAndre Jordan who said it first. Somebody was smelling themselves. Yes. Well, not The first, Eagles but. have no right to be smelling themselves at the moment. But they do anyway. The Eagles already played Dallas once, right, in Philadelphia and lost that game. Yep. The Eagles have won two in a row for the first time all year. They beat two lousy teams, the Giants and the Redskins. They beat them in Philadelphia land. Dallas has won four in a row to this point. I, you look at who the Eagles have beaten. They have not beaten a single team whose record now stands above 500. And they're 0-3 against teams that have winning records right now. And you know who's got a winning record right now? The Dallas Cowboys. So I don't think they should be smelling themselves. You didn't listen to anything I said. I did. I listened to no, you. I rebutted it. The whole notion of all this analyzing confidence is stupid. My friend John Barry always talks about being in locker rooms with guys who are irrationally confident. And it's a great concept. And you know who those guys are individually. Tony, to, but on the other hand, to be, to be a great team and a great athlete, you have, to, you be have to be confident. Who do you have in that game? I got the Eagles in that game. You do? I got Talos. Who you got? I got Talos in that okay. game. I do. All right. We now can understand a little better why Cam Newton can't throw a football as far as a high school quarterback. The soreness in his throwing shoulder is bothersome enough that Newton won't rule out having another procedure on it. Newton was taken out in favor of backup Taylor Heineke, who threw the Hail Mary pass at the end of Sunday's loss to Tampa Bay. And Cam is 6 for 19 with four picks on passes longer than 15 yards the last three weeks. Tony, should the Panthers be more concerned with their short-term or Cam's long-term? I'm going to get to that in a second. I watched that. I was watching that on the red zone, and I saw, whoa, that's not Cam yeah. Newton. Yeah. When Cam Newton is healthy, he can throw at 70 in the air. So something is clearly wrong with Cam Newton. Now, I don't want to be insensitive with my answer, but we play to win the game. This is a team that is 6-6 six and six right now. They're going to play Cleveland. Let us not make Cleveland into the L.A. Rams. If they can beat Cleveland, they're 7-6. and six. They're in the wild-card mix And if you get into the playoffs, as we have learned, you get hot, 
you can win the whole thing. I understand that Cam Newton probably needs another operation, but I'm thinking if I'm Carolina, my job's to go win the game. In pro football, Tony, more than any other sport to me, when you get a chance to go for it, you got to go for it. Because you don't know what's coming around the bend even in three to five weeks, much less four or five seasons. How'd that work out for Drew Bledsoe and a guy named Tom Brady? You, you don't know when they're going to crisscross. Remember that famous photo of Billy Kilmer and Sonny Jerkinson? Where one's one is walking, walking in. Off, one's wa- That's right. This is pro football. That's right. And you know it and they know it. It's the business yep. they've chosen. I want to see Cam Newton healthy, and I still believe that Carolina's best chance lies with Cam Newton being healthy and out there. hundred percent. But you can't wait. But he's not healthy. You can't worry about three no, or four you seasons. you got to play this game right yes. now. Cam Newton, we, it's possible. It's possible he's got an Andrew Luck situation, which means he won't throw like it all couple of years. next year. Or maybe he will never throw it all. Now, Cam Newton's a beast out there. He can win you games with his arms and with his feet because he's so big and gets banged around a lot. But you and I are in agreement. If you can win it, you've got go to for win it. Now. Go for it now. You have to. Kevin Durant slammed LeBron no, James. No, he didn't. Slammed LeBron James not. in an interview in Bleacher Report. Saying, among other things, that the atmosphere around LeBron on the Lakers is, quote, toxic. It is Durant's opinion that good young players don't want to play with LeBron. Last night, after scoring 42 points, hello, 20 in the fourth quarter, LeBron was asked if he was fueled by Durant's comments, and LeBron said, quote, I can care less about the narrative about me. It doesn't matter. I'm a staple in this game, unquote. Not just playing at the Staples Center. <laughs> Wilbon, do you believe the critiques actually don't bother LeBron? I believe they bother LeBron a lot less than they do some other superstars. And I've been around the people I'm about to name. And I'm going to tell you that I know, first of all, it was, it was stupid to even criticize Jordan because there was no reason for the most part. But it bothered him and it still does. And we were always shocked at that. And I would just say to him, you're Michael Jordan. Why do you care? But he, but he did care. And he took those slights and he turned them into something. And they did fuel him. Kobe Bryant, much the same way, if not identical. Mamba mentality. Irvin Magic Johnson would smile, but then he wanted to kill you. This is what those guys turned this into. They used it. LeBron, in my opinion, does goes to that move less than the other great stars on the basketball Mount Rushmore. I can't speak to, to that amount of fuel, but I will say this. Unlike those other people, LeBron often and regularly uses the word legacy when he talks about himself. What is my legacy? Someone who is so self-conscious to use the word legacy. He's about the history of the game. He is aware of perception. And Kevin Durant is a great enough player that this has to frost LeBron. It has to. It has to. And by the way, what is with Kevin Durant? Why is Kevin Durant so sour? This is not about LeBron. But it it's is. about the people around him. But it is he about said LeBron. it several times. I don't care what he said. It's, it you know it what? is about LeBron. This is one of Why those is he where... so sour lately? Why? I don't, Kevin is sensitive. And he's more sensitive, say, than LeBron. He is outwardly. And so people have different personalities. Where everybody's got to be the same. You, Kevin's got to be the same as LeBron. Do you think LeBron? he's become a part of the basketball police? Because he always says, it's just let us play. Just leave us alone and let us play. I think that's talk that, that happens... There's a certain bravado. And then you talk to Kevin five minutes later and you don't I don't sense that person. But there's no question, Tony, he's a more sensitive person than LeBron James. Do you think LeBron gets as angry in the moment when facing anything outside the game as either Michael Jordan, no. Kobe Bryant, Magic? And again, no. Magic never let on. But if, was if the never question did. is, does it get under his skin? A guy who uses the word legacy, a guy who's being criticized by 
the second best player or third best player think, in the league. I it think does. one of the great things about LeBron, it's amazing to me, is that it doesn't get under his skin. I think that's part of what's special about him. I do. The Raptors improved their NBA leading record to 21 and 5 last night with an impressive win over Philly in Toronto. Kawhi Leonard was fabulous with 36 points, nine boards, five steals. Joel Embiid was outplayed by the combo of Serge Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas. And the Raptors got bits and pieces from their ensemble. Tom, the Raptors are free of LeBron James in the East now, the dragon who tormented them. From what we've seen so far, do you believe the Raptors are now a different team than the one that disappointed us so frequently? So this is a two-part answer for me. And the first part is, the moment they traded DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, they became a far better team because they lost a redundancy component of a guard-oriented team. And they brought in a great all-court player and big man. They're, they're much better. The, the, the guy they traded, he's a really fine really player. They brought in a great player. They did. The second part of this answer is this. It doesn't matter what we think now, because the disappointment with the Raptors is always in the playoffs. And so we cannot, cannot know until the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. I think I agree with you on that, Tony. Also, let's not overlook this. I mean, Kyle Lowry didn't have big numbers last night. He didn't need to. But Kyle Lowry, because of that trade, becomes a different player. Better player. Necessarily. Better player. I think more effective. Yes. I, I think he's more yes. effective with what they do. And he's, you just not slamming really DeRozan. It's just a not great trade. It is. And Kawhi Leonard has a slightly different skill set and defensively, and there's nobody out there other than Draymond Green in terms of all-court defender who's as good as... Kawhi Leonard, those two are in a class by themselves. Tony, you're right. We can't really declare this until the playoffs. But from what we're looking at now, it looks as if the team that Nick Nurse has out there is different than the team that was still there before. It looks like The surprise isn't that they beat Philadelphia handily if they do. It's that Boston hasn't shown up yet. That's right. We have to see what that is. The Boston Red Sox, speaking of Boston, have signed Nathan Ovaldi, who was acquired midseason from Tampa, and was so good in the postseason, seemingly throwing every pitch 100 miles an hour. Reportedly, it is a four-year deal for $16.8 million each year. Wilbon, this doesn't seem like a lot, particularly in light of the Patrick Corbin deal. So I'm asking you, is this a steal for the Red Sox? Yes. Yes. Blindfold and gun. This is a steal. How do they get him for 16.8 when your boy, your new boy Patrick Corbin, Corbin yeah. is getting what? Not twice that much, but... Sizably, 20, 23, 24 million dollars a maybe year. Evaldi, maybe Evaldi loves wow. Boston. He wants to wants stay to there stay. and doesn't want to consider anything else. Let me just maybe say this. It, if, it I'm, if I'm the Boston Red Sox, I'm going to go out of my way to keep the exact team that I have, yeah. which was the yeah. best team in baseball. That's right. And this guy went out there in September, had an ERA under 1.5. In the postseason, had an ERA of about 1.6. Clutch, whatever they And it reminds do. me of uh, Daniel Murphy when he had the great playoff for the Mets. And then he got the big free agent deal with the Nats. And by the way, in, in two great years with the Nats, batted about a composite 332 and had 48 homers and almost 200 RBI. So you can, you don't have to worry about what happened in the regular season if the postseason is who the guy is. Yeah, but you, you still got to pitch through the postseason. Here's what's amazing. We talk about athletes and comparisons. He knows what the other players in the league make, presumably, around baseball. He, want, he must have wanted he to stay. He knows the other pitchers who he must not consider quite as good as he has been. He knows what they're making. Doesn't that shock? When you saw that, when you saw the number. I thought it was low, but he's had two Tommy Johns. I don't know what's out there for him. Well, but hadn't Corbin had at least one Tommy John? One. One is not 
two. Let's take a break. Coming up, Joe Philbin hasn't called plays in 20 years. So how should Aaron Rodgers feel about his new coach calling him on Sunday? And is Kyler Murray leading to a plan in the National Football League? We're going to ask Steve Young what he would advise. Two Tommy Johns. That, that's... You know what, though? It's you better, sit out it's better than three Tommy Johns. Anybody have three? I don't know that. I, I don't three. know. That's... Do I hear three? I don't... I can't believe it. That Gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets? Look, here comes a 1.7% decrease in fixed overhead. Hello, everybody. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Who are you? The projected increase in organic Q3 revenue. Hooray! Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Week 14 of the NFL season kicks off tonight, which makes it a perfect time to bring in Hall of Fame quarterback and the man who was picked just ahead of me in the 1984 supplemental draft. Steve like 430 Young. rounds. Let us start with this. This is this is just for me. Reggie White. Reggie White. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is the coolest question we got, as far as I'm concerned. If you're Aaron Rodgers, how are you feeling about Joe Philbin calling plays for you, who last called a play in 1996? For Northeastern, which may or may not still have a football team, how do you feel if you're number twelve on that one? Okay, you got to have look. You got to put it up, keep bring it up to date. I think Joe Philbin. One of the reasons why Mike McCarthy was asked to go was because they wanted to get him a month of Joe Philbin. I mean, and that's Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron, look, Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, there was no. That, that's part of why it happened. No question. Does Aaron Rodgers have that kind of power? He didn't go in and say, I want him fired. It just was a stale relationship, and it got so stale they had to do something. Joe Philbin, they think, is a possible answer. So they want to give him a month to call plays. Aaron's looking forward to it. And despite the fact he hasn't called it since 19, whatever it was, in 96. Northwestern, yeah. this is North really Eastern. something that they think might work. They, I think there's a sense that we want to know whether Joe Philbin can do this. So watch for this very closely. This could be something that at the end of the month, people say in the Packerland, because Aaron might say, he's my guy. And if they do well, they might just hire him. This worries me. Having the Packers <laughs> next week. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. We got them next week. But life is so bare sense. Watch it closely. Ugh. Watch it closely. All right. Last week when the Cowboys were just putting the clamps on the New Orleans Saints, I, of course, Steve, thought of you because you That's said right. like 24 hours earlier, <laughs> defense, ah, it's Not done. Even. All right. So what happened? Give us the explanation. Give us the PS it was, on this. It was six hours earlier. I didn't have a chance to. I didn't even have a chance to gel. What do you do? You think I'm a day trader, Michael? You think I'm like a carnival barker? Like that? You think? But in the end, I told you about new rules, and the and the facts are the facts. That we are in an offensive explosion in the NFL. And the point being that with these new rules, there are innovators that see the future and say, "I'm leaning into it, and I'm actually going to extend in it." And because yards are cheap and points are cheap. Yeah, there might be anomalies the first time in 75 games that the Saints have been shut out in the first half. Okay, let's be honest. What's the definition of an anomaly? That game. Like, I understand. There's going to be defensive players are great athletes. They're going to get paid. They're going to, I told you in January, there'll be a defense that maybe rises up and wins a big playoff game. Fine. But you don't tell me that your money is on defense to go against all of these rules. No, my money is on absolutely what the Chiefs and the Rams are doing. And you can, you can book it. 
than watching six in, in the six hours when Steve someone else has doubled down. down for zero. He has doubled down <laughs> hard on offense. He's right. He's, he's right. right. Of course he's right. He's right. Makes me sad, but I know he's right. Lamar Jackson, I believe he's 3-0 and as a starter for Baltimore right now. He now faces the Chiefs. Forgetting that he's won these games, he has fumbled five times in 54 carries. Do you have any recommendations as to how he can hold on to the ball? This apparently was a problem in college as well. So it's recklessness. Uh, most fumbling is recklessness because either you're not mentally prepared for what's happening. You see a lot of quarterbacks with strip sacks. They get strip sacked from the corner blitz because they have no idea it's coming or they have no uh, sense of what's happening in the pass rush. That's why the great players you find really nifty in the pocket, and especially you get out of the pocket, how you end the run, how you watch for people who are kind of – because the NFL, they are – way more than college, to go after that football. And so if you have a problem in college, you're going to expect that it's going to expand in, in the pros. So Lamar, if you're going to stay on the field, which is winning ball games, I mean, he's doing a great job. But they can't continue to have him be the featured back. He can't be the featured, I got so many plays in me, I can go win ball games. The NFL will, defenses, no matter how much they're hampered by, by, the, by, by the rules, they will kind of show up and stop that kind of thing. So Lamar Jackson's going to have to obviously hold on to the football. becomes a, a sense of place, like I understand what's happening on the, in the play that's happening right now. And then he also got to recognize that I'm going to have to deliver the ball from the pocket. They're going to force him, and he's going to have to show that he can do that. Steve, you grew up at a time where great athletes always played more than one sport, so I'm happy to have you answer this question. Kyler Murray says he's going to talk to his family and those close to him after the season and discuss whether or not to play baseball or football. As you watch him, and I know this is a different time, your advice would be what? Yeah, I mean, baseball was my sport. When I was coming out of senior in high school, I'm like, I, can I play baseball in college? But I, I pulled everything to second base. I couldn't hit. The, I couldn't hit. I drag bunted. I was all state in Connecticut because I drag bunted 500 because I, I drag bunted every play. And I just got to first. They couldn't catch me. But I couldn't play the game I loved. Kyler, do you love baseball or do you love football? Because to me, you have the equal opportunity there. If you love one or the other, go for it. But if they're equal or close, then you get into, well, where can I make some money? Right? People are like, where, what's the best job? Well, that's kind of evened up because quarterbacking now can make you $100 bucks. where it used to be that was all baseball. Then you get into safety. Can I play for 15 years in football or can I play 15 more years more likely in baseball? Because And that's why you know it gets down to it. I think that if you have equal love and uh, you're not sure, I think it ends up being baseball just because it's a little safer and people feel like they can play for a longer period of time. And that's what I would ask them, those questions. Which one do you love? And uh, if not either one, it's probably baseball. Thank you, as always. It's, it's wonderful great. to have you on the show. Thank Steve, you, Steve. Much appreciated. All right, guys. Sorry. Talk too much. See you later. No, no. Never. You never, never talk too much. We talk never. too much. Let's take one last break. Still to come, T.O. and Ricky Williams are starting a new league. Another league. How many leagues? Is it going to work? How many football leagues can there be? One. And will Tony apologize to playoff P after his enormous performance last night? So you'll have to stay tuned, but let me say this briefly. No. <laughs> no. Happy time, people. Happy 26th birthday, Johnny Manziel. Manziel is a cautionary tale, and the way Icarus flying too close to the sun is a cautionary tale. Manziel was terrific at Texas A&M. He was Johnny Football. And then drugs and alcohol and fame conspired to bring him down. He spent last season with the Montreal Alouettes in the CFL, 
completing 64.2% of his passes, but having just five touchdowns and seven interceptions. And it is vastly unlikely that he will ever play in the NFL again. I wouldn't say that, Tony. Although it is a league that's too dumb to employ Colin Kaepernick, they're still in desperate need of quality quarterbacks. If he can play his way into it, I think he'll get a shot. You don't. You have him as quality right now. Enough to, sure. it's, it's a point. Happy anniversary to this Steelers fan on this day 10 years ago. This guy decided to bathe himself with a bucket of ice water to celebrate a Steelers come from behind victory over the Cowboys. On a night when the temperature was in the low 20s and a wind chill of 9, this bozo was clearly out of his mind. We have no idea where he is now, but we have the same question now as we did then. How did he get possession of this bucket? Wait a minute, I thought you were always against calling out people in the stands for being dopes. And here you are doing it. Well, we didn't see his face, so it's okay. <laughs> Happy trails to Washington's upset bid at Gonzaga. What would have been the greatest win in Mike Hopkins' career was thwarted last night with 0.5 seconds to go in a tie game when Gonzaga's Rui Hachimura hit a jump shot from the lane. He's good. Gonzaga remains unbeaten and will surely remain number one unless they lose to number seven Tennessee this weekend. Let me ask you this. Gonzaga, which has been to the Final Four now. Finally, yes. Yes. Do you think they are fundamentally different than they were when they had great teams 8, 10, 15 years ago? I think they're awfully good now, and I think being in the Final Four helps you oh, the next time around. Running out of show, we go to the big finish Let's quickly. Let's do it. Number three ranked include Vernon Carey Jr. Picked Duke today over Carolina and Michigan State. Good choice? Sure, but Carolina and Michigan State would have been good choices, too. Playoff P. At 47 last night, the Thunder are now second in the West. You want to apologize to Paul George? No. Did they Why do not? in the playoffs? Did they do in the playoffs? Oh, no, not there playoff yet. Playoff B. Derek Fisher is the new coach of the L.A. Sparks. Is that a good fit? I think it's a good fit. Anytime you join a team that's won three league championships, that's a good move. Good judgment. A group of ex-NFL players, including Ricky Williams and T.O., are creating a new league called the Freedom Football League. Another one. Is this it going to work? the third new league. All three are not going to make it. Maybe one, not all three. Last one, Knicks and Celtics tonight. Fourth win in a row for the Celtics. The Celtics need to start winning. They look at Toronto ahead of them. They're still playing well. They need to start winning, too. We're out of time, and we'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheim. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Bowling party for PTI tonight. You're bringing that 16-pound ball? 18 pounds.